Lord God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your, this, your word, God. Thank you for this time to get together and already just in worship. It's been so refreshing and so nice to start this first Sunday with you, Lord. And prepare our hearts as we move into communion after this too, Lord. But even right now, God, we ask for your Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts and to help us as we've stepped into this new year, 2021. Can't believe it, Lord. We're, we're here and we're moving on, but God, we want to move on with you. So Lord, I pray you bless your word, God. Anoint it with your spirit. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, how was your New Year's? How was your New Year's Day? I mean, hopefully you, you were blessed. And I was thinking about this. Um, what did you do the first day of the New Year? What was it that you did? Um, maybe you, you, you went out and did things. Maybe you started some new goals and resolutions and stuff. I came across some interesting New Year's traditions from around the world. On the first day of the New Year, people in the country of Estonia, I think it's in Northern Europe, they eat seven times. So it's a show of abundant, uh, that they'll have abundant New Year. Seven times, seven big meals. Can you believe that? I might like that though. But anyway, in South Africa, it's tradition on New Year's Eve to, to throw old furniture out the new out their window to mark the new year coming like new things coming i i guess it's out with the old in with the new kind of thing but i could guess what they're doing on the first day of the new year they're cleaning up all the mess they make can you believe all the furniture and tables and stuff and all that in canada on new year's day the tradition is to jump into the ice cold seawater for what they call the polar bear swim it's a 100-yard dash to swim to a buoy and win a prize. Then other people go run into the water for, for a few seconds and then run out. It's just their tradition to go into the freezing cold water of the ocean in Canada. That's what they do on the first day of the new year. But they said in 2021, because of, you know... COVID and social distancing, uh, they're not doing that. They're, people can just dip in their own bath or whatever and do that. I don't know if I do that. In Japan, and like here in Hawaii, right, uh, uh, some people, right, for the New Year, they pound mochi, right? And they make mochi and have mochi. And, and, um, and did you know that mochi was actually once only eaten by the emperor and it was symbolized for them, like long life in that way. So hopefully you guys had some mochi. I mean, kind of tradition for me. We we just have some chichi dango kind of stuff, you know. But it, it was it was good. And I was reading for 2021, the year 2021. Maybe you guys are you know Chinese, but it's a year of the ox, right? And so it means 2021 is a year of hard work and determination. So in Chinese tradition, you're basically assigned this year to set your goals and work hard to achieve them. Well, I was thinking about that as I came across these things. I mean, have we set any New Year resolutions or New Year goals? I mean, what does God have you doing this year in 2021? I don't know if you thought about that. I mentioned that last week, too. Well, as we return to our study here in 2 Thessalonians, Paul gives the Thessalonian believers what God would want them to do as their assignment from Him. So, that's why I think it's perfect for us on the first Sunday of this new year. 
I believe God is giving us our assignments for this new year of 2021. So the title of this message is this, Your Assignment from God. This is your assignment from God. This is your mission if you choose to accept it. No, not, but this is the assignment. This is, I believe, God's word to us today, His church. And so we're going to be studying 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 from verse 1 through 5. And there's four things we're going to see. Number one, be praying more. Number two, be relying more. Number three, be obeying more. And number four, be trying more. So those are the four things, the assignment from God that we are going to see. And they're going to be our points too. So number one, be praying more. Number one, be praying more. More, And we're going to cover verses 1 and 2 here of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. So take a look with me here. It reads, Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. Verse 2, And that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. So here we begin, Paul is writing here with the word in verse 1, finally. Now, finally means he's coming into the last section of this letter. Remember, this is this epistle to the Thessalonian believers, the church there in Thessalonica. So as he's kind of wrapping things up, he uses the word finally, and he says, pray for us. Pray for him, pray for his missionary team, like Timothy, remember those guys that are with him, Silas and all. And he is in Corinth right now, writing this letter, and it's going to Thessalonia, to the church over there. So he's saying, like, pray for us. And the interesting thing is that, remember, we ended chapter 2 with Paul praying for them. Well, so now he comes into here in this section saying, finally, you know what, guys, pray for me now, too. Pray for me. Pray for us. And the word pray here really talks about keep praying, keep on praying. The original word speaks of not just one prayer, but a continual, con uh, constant prayer for Paul and his team. Well, in what way? In what way should they keep praying? Well, Paul puts out two ways to pray for Paul. And, and this is what I like us to take home too. not only praying and be praying and be praying more this year. But look at what he says here. He says, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened to you. So Paul is saying, pray for God's word to be effective. Pray for God's word to be effective. When he says speed ahead, the NLT puts it, spread rapidly. I like that idea. That's the idea that the word of God would go out and spread out and go all over to all parts of the world. The idea really speed ahead is like a runner going from place to place bringing a message. So that's how that word is used. And that's the thought here that the word of God would be spread rapidly. The message would go out and pray for the word that would go out in that way. And he says, with that word being spread rapidly, that it would be honored, that it would be received, that it would, it would be respected, that that life-changing word would save souls, change lives, like it did with these guys in Thessalonica. So, pray for God's word to be effective. You know what I was thinking about? Uh, maybe in his mind, but in my mind came to remember when Jesus told the parable of the sower in Matthew 13. You remember that when he talked about that and how 
The sower sowed some seeds and the seeds and they fell on some different ground, four different grounds, types of soil. And that rep- symbolized really the responses to the word of God. Remember how the sower went out and he sowed seeds, he scattered seeds on like, first of all, it fell on hard ground. The seed fell on hard ground. Remember that? And it fell on hard ground. The birds of the air came and ate the seeds up before it could take root. And then some of the seed fell on the stony ground, right? The rocky ground. The seeds, um, they germinated. They started to take root and grew up. But when the sun came out, they withered and died because they were shallow in their, in their growth, right? And the third ground was a thorny ground where the seeds took root. But then there was weeds and things like that. And it choked out. The, the nutrients and, and the plant didn't grow like it should. And the fourth ground, you remember Jesus said that it fell on good ground, right? And that seed went in, took root, deep roots, grew up, and there was much fruit that came out of that ground. So it all symbolized responses to the Word of God. Like when the seed fell on a hard ground, Jesus talked about later, he interpreted in Matthew 13, that, that really it fell on hard ground. That's like the Word of God went out, but it wasn't received. And I look at it falling on hard hearts. And then he said, so Satan comes and steals away the seed of the Word. So there's no effect of the Word on that kind of heart. The seed that fell on the stony ground symbolizes one who receives the world. But it doesn't go deep enough. And Jesus said the, 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 care, the, the troubles and persecutions and trials come and then the person just abandons basically their so-called faith they have. The seed that fell on the thorny ground, well, it symbolizes one who receives the word and it does take root. But then what Jesus said, the cares of this world, right? The, the cares, the things of this world, the riches, the pleasures, it robs whatever nutrients and effectiveness the Word of God should be doing in a person's life. But then lastly, we know the seed that fell on the good ground, well, it took root, sprouted up, and it brought much fruit. Much, there was much change in their lives. So what I, in my mind, came to this, when Paul is talking about, hey, pray for God's Word to be effective, Oh, pray that the word would fall on the good soil of the hearts, yeah? And that there would be people saved and lives changed and fruit coming out and people really living the word of God and loving Jesus and, and, and wanting him. So I, I like that. I think that's what we should be praying for. Just as Paul was calling the Thessalonians, pray for God's word to be effective. And then the second thing, though, he, he asked, He says, pray for deliverance from the opposition. Look at verse 2. And that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. There are those wicked and evil men who oppose the word of God, who oppose the gospel message. Wicked here is the Greek word atopos. It it literally means out of place. They They don't react normally. They are abnormal. They're vicious about the word. They're against the word. They're dangerous. They're going against. They're, those, they're going against the word and what Paul was doing. And, and that's why he says, "Not all have faith in Jesus." There's those who who don't really embrace it. They go the total opposite, and they're in opposition of the word of God. And you know, what? most likely, remember he's writing this in the city of Corinth. And remember, in Acts chapter 18, Paul was opposed by the Jewish religious leaders and they really went after him and the synagogue leader got saved and they went and beat him up. They were really against him. So Paul's like, hey, 
pray for us that God would protect us. And so pray for deliverance from the opposition. Bruce Barton in his commentary said, The spiritual battle rages intensely for people's souls, and Satan does not easily let go of his own. That's pretty heavy if you think about it. If you think about how Satan hates it when someone uh, uh, he controls, right, uh, has, is asked to give up that control and live for God, to give their life to the Lord. Satan hates that. And that's why things get so intense in the spiritual battles that we even face. Because you know what? You and I are lights. You and I are to give the word out. You and I are to share Jesus and with our lives be a witness for Jesus and how we live. And so Satan's going to try and attack you and stop that word from going, going forward. Whatever way he can, whether he distracts you or you, be, or you get into the cares of this world or trouble comes, you go, oh, I'm not, not going to live this anymore. So watch out, there's a battle, serious battle going on. So Paul calls now on the Thessalonian believers to be praying more for the word of God to go out and battle to save souls. Be praying more. And I was, I'm so impacted by this. I want to do this too. I want to be praying more. I, I believe it's a word for us for 2021 that we would be praying more for the word to go out and the battle to, and praying for the battle to save souls. You know, William uh, Cooper wrote these famous lines in his hymn. In this hymn he wrote, and I think it should inspire us. You guys know this hymn. Uh, one of the verses says, Prayer makes the darkened cloud withdraw. Prayer climbs the ladder Jacob saw. Gives exercise to faith and love. Brings every blessing from above. Restraining prayer, we cease to fight. Prayer makes the Christian's armor bright. And Satan trembles when he sees, and you guys know this, the weakest saint upon his knees. Understand there's power in prayer. And when you take the name of Jesus like we were just seeing, there is power, you guys. I mean, I think about in 2020, we've seen powerful prayer going out in our prayer emails. If you're not part of the prayer team, be, be part of that. You get to see that happen. You get to be part of the, the prayer team and praying for the requests that come out. And then a lot of times, Amy will give us the praise reports on them. I'll tell you all. Practically almost all the prayers were answered, you guys. I mean, those of you on the team can attest to that. It's powerful when God's people come together and pray. Miracles after miracles have happened. Let me ask you, do you believe in the power of prayer? Do you? Yes? Amen? Amen. If you do, then get to it. Get to praying. Be more in prayer. Yeah, Be praying more this 2021. Prove it. Show God your faith. Show what the Lord what you believe in. Step up your prayers. And like we say, we got a battle on our knees. I mean, I tell you, God, I feel like God is really challenging me with this and reading this going, wow, Lord. I'm going to double my prayer time. I'm going to double the, maybe the times I pray during the day. Like Daniel, you know, he prayed three times a, a day faithfully to the Lord. I was thinking about him this morning. I don't know about you, but I'm inspired by this. And I want to be praying more. Especially as we know the time of the end is coming soon. As we know 
that Jesus is coming soon. We, we see more and more of the signs. I've been talking about it. We're going to talk about it this year. And perhaps this is the year Jesus comes. We've got to be praying more, you guys, for, for those we love who do not know the Lord, for those around us, for those who work with us. You know, we, we, we need to be praying more. And so I throw that out to you as Paul puts this to the Thessalonian believers. This is your assignment from God. Be praying more. Well, let's go on to number two. Be relying more. Be relying more. Verse three. Be relying more. Second Thessalonians verse, chapter three, verse three now. Paul goes on and says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Now, Paul goes on here in verse 3, basically saying, hey, no matter what the wicked and evil men may do with their, basically, faithlessness, he kind of does a play on the word. He goes in, in verse 3 and says, Paul knows, you know, even though these guys are faithless, God is faithful, though. God is faithful. The Lord is faithful. You know what the word faithful means? It means God is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. So God can be depended upon. The, 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 the word established here, he can establish here, means to strengthen. It means to make you unmovable. Unmovable. Take that word into heart. That's what he's talking about when God, he says, the Lord, he's, you know what, he's faithful, he's trustworthy, he's going to establish, he's going to make you unmovable, no matter what goes on. And he's going to guard you, he's going to protect you from Satan, the devil, and his demons, and any enemies that are going to come against you, they're not going to succeed because God will never fail you. He will be there. So with this in mind, Paul calls on the believers here to be relying more on the Lord's faithful protection and strength. That's what I want to get into your minds. Be relying more on the Lord's faithful protection and strength. That's what I believe God is wanting us to do as a church in 2021, to rely on the Lord more. Know He's trustworthy. Give up more. Know He can guard you. He's going to protect you. Know that He's going to make you unmovable in Him. A little bit of trivia. You, you guys all know, right? I mean, I remember growing up watching Hawaii Five-0, right? You know, and the whole, you know, Dano and McGarrett and the whole thing. little trivia. Did you know, well, we know the Hawaii theme, you know, and Ventures got famous for them. But did you know there was one version sung with words? First Don Ho did it. And then on the show, they actually played one by Sammy Davis Jr. And they called the song, You Can Count On Me. Now I'm sure it was like about you can count on me to get you and kind of, kind of thing. But I was thinking about that. I mean, funny, huh? Hawaii, na, 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 na. It's actually, you can count on me. So next time you hear that, uh, no, it's, they had words to that, you can count on me. Google it, you can see, but not right now. I can see. Right? God sees if I don't see. But anyway, <clears throat> I think it was even played on one episode, but they took it out because no one liked it. <laughs> but, but you know what? You can count on God. He is trustworthy. So be relying more on the Lord. Let 2021 be the year you stop relying on yourself. You, you're giving up more to, over to the Lord. That, that, that you're going to have faith, not fear. Let 2021 be where you're relying on, on not things in this world or your bank account or what you can do, but on the Lord Himself. Let 2021 be the year that you experience 
victory in your life as you rely upon the Lord. Because you know what God is saying? You can count on me. You can count on me. I was thinking this morning of Psalm 27. It says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of our Lord. Yeah, our God. We will remember the Lord, the name of the Lord, our God. That's what I'm, I'm going to remember. I'm going to keep in mind the name of Jesus, the one who is going to protect and care for me. This is your assignment from God. Be relying more. So let's go to number three. Be obeying more in our outline. Your assignment from God, be praying more, be relying more. Number three, be obeying more. Be obeying more. So in verse four, he goes on and says, And we have confidence in the Lord about you that you are doing and will do the things that we command. So then Paul goes on. He says, you know, we know God is faithful. Know that God is faithful. Hey, but we have this confidence, you know, and, and we know the Lord is going to be there. He's going to help you there. What? To obey Him. I like how he says, Paul basically puts his confidence in the Lord. Not in them, not in the Thessalonians, not in man, but in God. And even though the Thessalonians proved themselves to be really stellar believers, right? At, you know, earlier we saw this in this book and even in the uh, First Thessalonians that they were so faithful and loyal to God's word. Um, but Paul doesn't put confidence, right, in them. He puts his confidence in the Lord, not in man. He puts it more in God. And he knows that God, basically what he's saying here is that God will keep them doing and that they will do the things that he had commanded, the word that he had given, what God is asking them to do. So Paul trusts the Lord to help the Thessalonians to stay obedient to applying the word in their lives. I like that. Paul's like, I know God, and I know God is in your life, and I know he's working, so I know my confidence is in in him, that you're going to be obeying the Lord. You're going to be obeying the word. I like that. I was thinking about if you turn over to the left to Philippians, turn to Philippians chapter 2. Maybe think of two verses here. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And we're talking about how God is doing this in us and helping us to obey him and live for him. Philippians chapter 2 now in verse 12. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, like he's away, he's in prison right now when he wrote this. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, when he says work out your own salvation, he's not talking about a work salvation. That's not what he's talking about. Work out here in original language really means to continually work to bring something to fulfillment or completion. And the idea is since God has saved us and God has made us new creations and now when we're new people, God's changing us. We're to work that out into our lives of who we are in Jesus Christ of what God has done in saving in us. So it's not speaking of salvation by work. So notice this is work out there. And then look at verse 13. He goes on and says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So God works in us, right? The things he wants us to do. His desires. He works in us 
to will, to want to do that, and to also, uh, he works in us what uh, his good pleasure, what he desires. So he's going to put all of that in us. He's going to give us the ability and the desire to do what he wants. So look at those two verses and underline work out and underline work in. And so those two go together. Believers are to work out what God worked in to us. So I want you to understand that because that means God is there helping us to obey Him. It's not like, you better obey me or else, and then He just watches you. No, He's there giving you the power and ability to. So Paul's saying that believers should be obeying more as God puts in you to obey more. That's what he's saying. I know the Lord's going to do this because he wrote Philippians, right? And he, and he, the book of Philippians, and he knows the work that God does in us. So obey more as God puts in you to uh, obey more. Isn't that freeing? I don't know about you, but that can be freeing to me. I mean, I, I grew up in, in a, a, a strict upbringing and and sometimes that's hard in a legalistic sometimes um, quote-unquote setting where you feel like oh you better abide by the rules you better do this you better do that yeah it can be a burden but you know what the lord is saying hey obey me but it's not like maybe how you grew up it's not like what you think god say no obey me because i'm putting it in you i'm putting the desires in you i've changed you i'm putting you even the ability to be able to do that through the holy spirit be obey more as God puts in you to obey more. Came across this survey and we talk about what we're going to do in this New Year's in 2021. A survey about the top 10 New Year's resolutions for 2021. And uh, I think it was on an MSN survey that they did a couple months before. Number one, 44% said exercise more. You know, how many of you are saying, yeah, I'm going to do that. Number two, 42% said eat healthier. Yeah, I'm all in, into trying to do that. Number three, 34% said uh, spend more time with family and friends. I thought that was nice. Number four was 31% said lose weight. Uh, number uh, five, uh, 30% said live more economically. Number six, 24% said spend less time on social media. Oh, how do you like that one? Anyone convicted right now? Anyone? Put your hand up. No, just joking. Uh, number seven, 23% said improve my performance on the job. Number eight, 20% said reduce stress on the job. Number nine, 19% said quit smoking. And number 10, 10% said cut down on alcohol. What's your New Year's resolution? Maybe it's one of those, you know. But I think we should really focus in on those. Maybe those things are good. They are good. But I think we should focus in on what do you think God will want you to do better in 2021? I think that's a New Year's resolution we should really focus on. I mean, have you thought about that? We hear New Year's resolution a lot has to do with our physical or mental well-being. But how about your spiritual well-being? How about moving forward spiritually? Many of you made some 
resolutions already like that in that way like well I'm going to read my Bible every day you know so you know you're going to get into a Bible reading plan if it's this or something else but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to skip I want to get into a good habit this year some of you yeah I'm going to pray and I want to pray more like Paul is saying I hear the Lord speaking to me or or maybe it's I'm going to make a commitment to come to church more regularly I'm going to make a commitment to to come Wednesday night even and or not miss this or that or how about this? I was thinking about this. What about things like maybe in 2021, Lord, you know what I like to do is give more grace. Yeah? Or communicate my faith better. Uh, be more bold in sharing Jesus. Or how about what we're talking about here? Obeying more. Obeying the Lord more than you have in the past. Sometimes we pick and choose, right? What we're going to do, what we're not going to do, what we feel like doing. Uh, we, we, it's kind of like you come to church and it's a buffet. Yeah? Uh, well, I like what Rick said, Pastor Rick said about that. But oh, that one, nah, nah, I'll, I'll think about that later. Yeah? And it's like a little buffet, you know. And you bring it home and you go, okay, Lord, I, I, I'll do that, Lord. But how about obeying the Lord? Maybe not just one thing. Here, take two things. Because maybe you can't remember the other two things. No, I forget two. What did I say last week? I don't remember. No, anyway... <laughs> But yeah, how about obeying more? How about listening for the Spirit's voice? You know, I've been really trying to do that even more um, last year, and I want to do more. Is that in everything I do, I want to pray. I want to. I want to hear the Spirit's voice. I want to hear His guidance. You know, we were doing some work around the house, and even there, and I was trying to, you know, feel the Spirit more and and, and follow the Lord more. And it's easy, well, to compartmentalize things, right? Like, well, here, I'm, I, I, I get it, Lord. But over here, no. How about, how about really, you know, listening for the Spirit? Like maybe you, you, you feel like, oh, I want to do this, or I want to buy this, and yeah, I like this, and you're looking for things. But then how about saying, Lord, what, what do you want? Do you want me to even get this? Is this what you like? You know, trusting God in that way. But whatever spiritual goals maybe you have made for 2021, know this. Whatever's burning on your heart and, and starting to you know, come up even as I speak, that's God. That's God working in you so you can work it out of you in 2021. That's the Lord putting it in you and in your heart. And know this, whatever He puts in your heart, He's going to help you with, right? I like what Pastor Chuck used to always say, where God guides, God provides. And we could think about that in, in material, monetary provision, but I look at it spiritually. Where God guides me, where God, God puts in my heart, what He works in, you know, I'm going to be able to work out because God provides that strength and ability. So you guys, obey more than ever before you did in 2021. This is your assignment from God. Well, let's go to number four. Be trying more. Be trying more. Be praying more. Be relying more. Be obeying more. And now be trying more. And this is our last verse here for this morning. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. It says, May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. So here's Paul's prayer, his wish, his, his blessing for the Thessalonians here. And he says, May the Lord direct your hearts. The word direct here is an interesting word. In original language, it means to, to remove any obstacles that would be in your way. 
May you, the Lord remove any obstacles and direct you on that straight path and make it clean for you. So Paul say, may the Lord remove any obstacles that may hinder their heart from staying loyal to God, basically. That he would take away any hindrance to their relationship with God and to their life with God and their spiritual work with the Lord. And so Paul brings up two things here, basically, in that. He says, may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God. In other words, may you continue to grow more in love with God. That your love for God will grow. But also, you know, the way this is uh, in the Greek written, uh, commentators say it can also speak of realizing more of the love of God for themselves. So it goes both ways, realizing that how much God really loves me and then loving Him back more because of that. So it goes two ways here. And then Paul adds also that they, the Lord would direct their hearts to the steadfastness of Christ or the patience of Christ, the endurance of Christ. So Paul's praying that they would have the same endurance, determination through whatever difficulties and problems that, that, that Jesus had, that same endurance that he had when he went through his things. Jesus stayed steadfast and patient as he suffered in this world and across. He didn't give up on his mission. So believers are to do the same as they face their trials and troubles. So here's Paul. Paul's like, keep moving forward in your life. Keep moving forward spiritually. And he's saying it this way. You know, say, do this and say this. I will be trying more to love Jesus and live for Jesus no matter what. And that's, that's my final point here. Now, I will be trying more to love Jesus and live for Jesus no matter what. Ray Stedman once said, the love of God gives us security and the patience of Christ gives us consistency. I like that. I really like that because you think of God's love and how he takes care of you and he cares for you. That gives us security and the patience of Christ gives us consistency, his patience with us and helping us. And we are to be the same way. We're to love him back with with everything we have and we are to endure and be steadfast and loyal no matter what we go through. So I will be trying more to love Jesus and live for Jesus no matter what. You know, I, I met Christians um, in, in my life who have, you know, they, they come to the Lord, they get saved, yeah. They come church and, and then all of a sudden they just hit this plateau in their spiritual walk. They're good people, moral people. Um, they, 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 they don't do bad things, you know. They're great people to be around. They're, if you know them, they're nice people. They're gentle. They're, they're everything. But they hit this plateau where there's, there's, their, their love for God only goes so much. Matter of fact, there is no passion for God. There, there's, there's no, like, hunger for Jesus more. Yeah, they come to church once a week or, or a couple times a month. And great people again. But I met Christians who, they hit this plateau and that's it. That's it. It's like, oh, I'm good with that now. I'm going to live my life and, and not do bad things. And you have God and you get a nice life and God, yeah. When, when trials, troubles come, yeah, they, they rise up a little more. But then after a while, they go back down. Where are you today? Have you hit that plateau? 
How you just, oh yeah, I get Jesus in here. Come to church, feel good about myself. Come to church. But you know what? God is saying, be try more. Yeah? Go farther, go deeper. Love me more, live for me more. No matter what may happen. No, don't just come when trouble comes and then you go back to your, your way. Yeah? No, break through that plateau. Go farther, go higher, go deeper in Jesus. Think about it this way. In 2020, did your love for Jesus grow? Did it stay the same? Did your passion for Jesus shrink maybe? You know what? No matter what it was in 2021, let it be the year your love for Jesus grows greater and deeper, more than ever before. And it should be that way. Every year we should be growing and growing and growing. I'll tell you, what helps me is learning the love of God and experiencing God's grace more and more. I fail Him. I sin. But you know what? God is still there loving on me, forgiving me. I'll tell you, that just motivates me to love Him back even more. And as you realize that, that this love of God is upon you, may we all find the patience to endure in our trials. So, you guys, let's grow in 2021. Let's grow spiritually and grow more in our love for Jesus. You know, if you haven't realized how much Jesus loves you, when we come to this next part in communion, you know, think about how much He does love you, how He died for you, how you didn't deserve, how how He came into your life. No matter how that was, whether you grew up in a family or, or someone told you about Jesus, or you came to church and you learned, no matter what that was, that was God's doing in your life. And He he just doesn't come into your life so that, okay, you're okay now, thanks God, see you later. No, He comes in because He wants an intimate relationship with you. So realize that. Realize how much God loves you. Maybe you haven't realized that. As we come to a close... Maybe that could be the reason you're so far away from God right now. Think about how much God really, really loves you. I'll close with this. came across this story of Emily, a a daughter, said, Papa, do you love Jesus? And the father really didn't care about anything about Jesus and He responded, Jesus is dead, my child. Long, long ago, he was crucified, and that was the end of him. But but Jesus rose again, said the daughter, and did what no other man could do. And if Jesus was not living now, we could not be living either, as he gives us life and everything else, Papa. Well, the father said, but how, how can I love whom I never seen, Emily? Tell me that, my dear. Emily, at first, she didn't know what to say, but then... A thought came to her mind, and she looked at the father, and uh, she said, Papa, how old was I when, the ma- when Mama died? Only six months, my child. Then Emily said, Then I can't say that I ever saw her, for I don't remember her at all, but you have always tried to make me love her by telling me how good and kind she was and how much she loved me. So I do love her, although, although I have never seen her. Um, and I don't remember that I can remember. By this time, tears are running down the father's cheeks and kissing Emily. And he said this, God has spoken to me by you, my dear. And now you must pray for me and ask God to give me a new heart with which I shall love 
Jesus. That's what we need. A new heart today. To love Jesus more. So that we can try more. To love Him back. Let 2021 be about realizing all of this. How much God loves you. How much He's involved in your life. So what is God saying to you today? Like I said, maybe it could be one thing. It's okay. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's all of this. What is the Lord telling you for 2021? Be praying more. Be relying more. Be obeying more. Or be trying more. Whatever that is, even if it's all four, this is for 2021. Your assignment from God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. and God, how appropriate it is that we land upon these verses as we are at this first Sunday of 2021. And in that we are about to partake in communion, Lord. We want to remember your love for us and how you died on a cross and you gave your all sacrifice, Lord, for us. And now, God, as we come to the cross and facing what you've done, Lord, help us to love you back, God. Whether it's by praying more, relying more, obeying more, trying more in our relationship with you, God, help us today, Lord. You're speaking loudly because you love us. You're wanting us to be close to you because you love us. You're wanting us, Lord, to be used by you, Lord, because you love us. You're wanting us to obey you, to pray, to, to do things you want us to do, and to rely on you because you love us and you want to be there for us. Many of us may be connected online and here in this room. We, we've pushed God aside. We've kept them at arm's length. Maybe it's hard to trust God, but you know what the Spirit is saying. You can trust God. Maybe we're allowing the things in this world to choke out your word, Lord. And we haven't grown and we haven't fallen in love with you over and over again. God, we want to turn from the world and turn to you, Lord. Maybe there's been some things that have happened, persecution, hurt situations that that have overwhelmed us and almost kept us away from you, Lord. But we cry out to you now. And we come to you because you love us, Lord. So God, in that love, we recognize it and we want to love you back. So help us, Lord, today, this year, every day, every week, every second, God, to do these things that you're putting in our hearts, Lord. To work out what you've worked in. And to become the people of God who love you more than anything. In Jesus' name, amen.